Hello and welcome to Roy's Rocket Radio episode 166, recorded on Wednesday the 1st of February 2017. And the time is 2.03 in the afternoon. And hello again and welcome to a new month and a new episode. And in the midst of all this Brexit and Trump lunacy, I bring you news of geeky entertainment, tech, and creative wonder to bolster your flagging spirits. Huzzah! (laughs) Okay, let's start off with some TV. Emerald City 2017. This is a show that has been running since January the 6th. It is an NBC show and is a grown-up retelling of Frank Baum's The Wizard of Oz in TV series form. The publicity photographs look great. Don't know much more about it other than what I've seen online in a few posts and at the NBC site, but it does look good. And we are getting this free on Five Star in the UK at 9pm on the 8th of February 2017. So that looks like something to look forward to. Next, The Expanse Season 2 2017. Yes, sci-fi space opera noir has been renewed and starts today, in fact. I think it's an excellent, although bleak, look into the future. The basics of it are that the belt is caught in the centre of Earth's Cold War with independent and very high-technology Mars, and slightly fanatical and weird Mars. I have talked about the Expanse Series 1 in an earlier podcast, so you know the drill. Do a Google search for Roy's Rocket Radio, The Expanse, to find the last episode and what I said about it. And just a reminder, the show notes are quite extensive and they are a self-contained text file which is included in the RSS feed for the podcast, but not all podcast catchers can see that link. So if you want to get to the show notes, the easiest way is go to the podcast section of the website, click on subscriptions, and in the plain text directory listing, if you click on that, you'll get access to all the files, mp3s and text files, or just refer to the blog posting, and there's a link to the show notes there. Next, The Magician, Season 2, 2017. Yes, it's back on sci-fi. Again, not sure when we'll get it in the UK. Because we did get the first season, and I talked about it extensively in previous podcasts. And it was free then. Let's just hope it happens again, because it was a good season one, and I was quite keen to pick up where it left off. If you haven't seen it before, it's... Well, let's see how I could describe it. If you could mix... The Lion, the Witch and the Wardrobe, with Harry Potter, 
and then made it a show for adults. That gives you a sight inkling of what it's like. It's a more sweary adult magic oriented thing. It's very good though. It is very good. Movies. The Discovery 2017 upcoming. This is a Netflix movie to be released on 31st of March 2017 and it posits what happens when the afterlife is scientifically proven. I don't know what happens, but I want to find out. So hopefully we'll be able to talk about that at some point. Next, The Girl With All The Gifts, 2016. This is a sci-fi horror about an unusually brilliant and possibly horribly dangerous girl in an apocalyptic future. I thought the acting was okay, but honestly, it felt like a corny B-movie budget realisation of the novel. Also, the zombies were fairly unconvincing. My advice is to read the book instead. Or as well as. Next, Deepwater Horizon 2016. Okay, so this isn't sci-fi, fantasy or horror. But it is a big disaster movie, so I thought I'd include it here. It is out on Blu-ray and DVD as we speak. I thought it was a good, exciting, fire-type disaster picture, but a very obvious retelling of something that is still in recent memory. And I found it a bit dry. And also the accents were highly peculiar. Especially John Malkovich's. I don't know what that was about. Next, The Signal from 2014. I'm recommending this movie, which is on the Horror Channel, on Saturday at 9pm. I talked about it before in Roy's Rocket Radio episode 52 in my birthday show two years ago. So that would have been the 26th of September, 2014. If you're interested in hearing what I thought about it, listen to that episode. Otherwise, I think it's worth a watch. So do that. And that's on Saturday at 9pm. I do remember that there is also an earlier film called The Signal, but this signal is the movie from 2014. Actually, the other film that was also called The Signal was also very good. And on to audio. We haven't done anything on audio for quite a while. Just got a little snippet that might be of interest to you. There was an interview with Ian Fleming. This interview obviously happened a very long time ago. But it was played again on the BBC Radio 4 programme Desert Island Discs, which was celebrating its 75th anniversary. I think that was the podcast before the last podcast that they did. And if you want to listen to it, you need to fast forward to 36 minutes in, and then you can hear the interview, which I think is really useful to genre writers. So give that a listen. And again, I have put that in the show notes. 
Technology. Okay, just wanted to talk a bit about some free filmmaking Android mobile apps. First of all, there is Open Camera, which gives you a more flexible access to all your phone camera's internal settings, but I've got to admit it is a bit complicated, so take your time with it. And I'm saying it's a bit complicated as quite an experienced photographer. Another well-spec'd app is Acacia, which is a director's viewfinder, which doesn't look as cool as having one of those lenses or sets of lenses around your neck, like the old-time directors. And in fact, if you look at publicity shots of... George Lucas, when he was filming Star Wars, he's got those lenses around his neck. But anyway, this is actually much more versatile because you can have multiple lenses, different ISOs, frame sizes, aperture settings. What I suggest you do is get this, then get a piece of string and tie your phone around your neck. Next. Simple teleprompter. Yes, it's a teleprompter. It's one of those thingamy doodles that newscasters have in front of them and then the mirrored text is flipped upwards so that they can read through the news and look like they know what they're talking about. And as I say that, it occurs to me maybe I could use something like that, which is the reason I downloaded it in the first place. And it does do reverse. But then if you're holding it up in your hand because it is a phone, that doesn't really matter. But it's handy anyway if you do have a more professional mirror setup. I am not using it because I've found out that my Chrome browser will now convert my show notes to a mobile format which is easy to read and I can flick up and down with my thumb. And as I said that, I flicked up and down with my thumb and lost my place, and I didn't. Here I am again. Okay, so that's simple teleprompter. Next, I've got a little headphones tips for podcasters. I've probably mentioned this before, but I forget about this tip myself, and I'm not using it at the moment. So I have to stand very still. But the tip is to tape the wire of your headphones, that is the cable, to the edge of your desk. Use some gaffer tape or something like that and that will eliminate clicking noises that your mic records as you stupidly move around and jiggle. And a side and very important benefit to this is that it will stop you breaking your mixer if you're connected to a mixer or any other electronics because inevitably you will forget you are wearing cans, walk away and drag half your gear from the table. Yes, I may have done this before, but I've learned from experience. Next, ISPs to send anti-piracy education mail to UK customers. This actually started, although it's been widely reported by news sources only in the last day or two, on the 17th of January with BT, Virgin Media, Sky and then as of yesterday, TalkTalk joined in as well. This time it is a UK government campaign 
to educate people. You can just hear the inverted commas in there, can't you? Anyway, it's to educate people suspected of downloading licensed content. There is a sample letter of what is being sent out on a BBC tech news page, which I have put into my show notes. So if you want to see what letters they're sending out, go there. And next, there are new NASA spacesuits. Well, they look sleeker, i.e. not so bulky, and they are that nice NASA blue. And they are made by Boeing and are called, quite retro-futuristically, Starliner spacesuits. They kind of look a bit like something you might see in 2001, that kind of 60s look. Anyway, it is nice to look at, and just Google that if you're interested, that Starliner spacesuit made by Boeing. Finally, in the technology section, I heard that China are planning to send astronauts to the moon, and all I have to say about that is it's about time. Because that's good news, and we do want to expand humankind to the nearby planets, planetoids, moons, other star systems eventually, and that's a start. So well done, China. And on to part two now, and I've got a few things about writing to talk about today, and let's start with networking for writers. Now there are various things you can do to get your name out there, apart from immediately landing an agent or publishing contract, but unless you're a celebrity, good luck with that. I was listening to another podcast a week or so back where they mentioned a specific convention called the Children's Media Conference. Apparently it was a good place to talk about scripts to the people who are interested in buying scripts. And I thought, oh yeah, that sounds great. So I did a bit of Googling and man, it is expensive. I'm not talking about £20 or £30 or £100 for some kind of gold ticket option that you might get MCM Comic Con. No, 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 no. I'm talking about hundreds of pounds, like £400 plus. And that's way too expensive. So the gatekeeper here really is money, and that sucks. But maybe some of the smaller cons. I am considering them, and I'll let you know how that goes. But smaller... I'm not really talking about smaller physically. I'm talking about just cheaper to attend and cheaper to get to in terms of petrol, train, whatever. Other ways to network. Friends, yeah, but, you know, eventually they'll get tired or they just don't want to help or they just can't help after a while. And I know because of the next bit, business cards. See above is what I put in my notes, yeah. I have quite annoyingly shoved my business card in just about everyone's face by now. And when I say business card, I just don't mean a discreet thing that says 
Roy Martha, wannabe writer, or <laughs> more professionally, Roy Martha writer. Oh no, it's Roy Martha and just about every single thing I can do because I'm a bit keen to get a move on. And on that subject, making up for lost time, next topic, yes. I have had three colds, one after the other, since November last year. I have not been well. Luckily, all that's over now. And I am fairly healthy. And I'm getting through my to-do list and getting writing done and getting lots of things done. But, just to prove that I'm not being totally jammy about being healthy while lots of others of you out there are still snuffling and sneezing, I do have a lovely and painful shoulder impingement, which roughly translates as a rotator cuff injury, which roughly translates as not being able to use my right shoulder that much. Bit of loss of mobility. It's nothing fatal and it's a fairly common affliction, but I thought by sharing that it might make you feel better about your own plight. Next, what am I working on this week? Blackgate, my horror novel, of course. I said it was suffering from platitis and I am in the midst of removing it all and I'm doing quite well and I will have polished off all those edits by Sunday and I'll be back to where I left it at chapter 14. Although I've done actually more than that because I've sort of written some of the ending before I've even finished the book. Mainly because I had a bit of a mini brainstorm and thought, oh yes, this is how it's going to end. That would be quite good. But I will let you know how that goes. Next, The Horus Box. My adventure action thriller. If you remember last year, I submitted it to a batch of 20 agents. They were the agents who required the first three chapters, a synopsis, that kind of thing. Now I've got another 20 agents, but these agents wanted the entire manuscript rather than a sample. So what I'm doing is I'm having another final, final, final read-through. And if you want to know what happened with the previous agents, well, the fact that I'm submitting it to a second batch of agents should tell you. Basically, it was rejected by the first 20, but hopefully one of the second 20 will see the light and publish this, because if I do say so myself, it is rather fun. I enjoy reading it, and I enjoyed writing it, and I'm pretty sure other people will enjoy reading it too. And amazingly, I have motor-mouthed my way through the entire podcast. Wow, that didn't take as long as I thought it would take. Okay, as usual, please contact me if you want to guest on the show, or you have a comment by going to RoyMartha.com, that is R-O-Y-M-A-T-H-U-R.com. You can 
email me from there, or you can contact me on Twitter at Roy Martha. That is at R-O-Y-M-A-T-H-U-R, and there is also a hashtag for Roy's Rocket Radio. Call hashtag Roy's Rocket Radio. Please review in iTunes if you can. If you can't do that, please tell a friend about this podcast. I'd appreciate it. Let's have a look. Is there anything else left to say? No, I don't think so, other than there is going to be another exciting show on Sunday, because... Just flicking through my phone browser, I can see in the space of a couple of days about a million things have happened. We're going to talk a bit about the end of Windows 7 support. We're going to talk about SSGB, a new mini-series. We're going to talk about Jupiter Hell, a game, a couple of books, and... Games, amazingly, yep, we haven't talked about games for a while. A console, a retro console that is, and the Hyperloop. Woo! Okay, so this was Roy's Rocket Radio, episode 166, recorded on Wednesday, the 1st of February 2017, and the time at the end of the show is 2.27. Thanks for listening, and bye for now. Bye!